Hey guys, and welcome to the Breathe Out Podcast. I'm your host, Heather Smurl. Our mission is to serve our clients, coworkers, and community. Our goal is to inspire you by sharing all the things we've learned and keep on learning about leadership, culture, safety, and wellness. We hope our message today brings impact and value to our listeners. So let's get started. Well, hey, podcast listeners. That's like, hey, cool cats and kittens. Just kidding, guys. How are y'all? It is a happy Monday here at High Point, and we thought it'd be fun to talk about love. Let's talk about all things love. Let's talk about the five love languages. So, you know, it was Valentine's Day yesterday, and uh, lots of uh, love on Valentine's, this uh, wonderful holiday where everybody gets flowers and cards and lots of chocolate candy and all these other things. So we thought it'd be fun to talk about love in the workplace. Not that kind of love in the workplace, but love in the workplace. So who else to have as a guest today than our very own Chief Heart Officer, Jackie Keys, also known as Jackie Cho, C-H-O. Get it? Pa-bum. I don't have one of those little like funny <laughs> things. How are you today, Jackie? Welcome to the show. Thank you. Glad to be here. So Jackie is our chief heart officer. This is a new um, role that Jackie's stepping into, and um, she's been our manager of what? People, places, and things. So for the last (laughs) five years, your title, I think, has been manager of people, places, and things. And as we've grown, you weren't able to manage things anymore. (laughs) So we kind of peeled that one off, and then you weren't able to manage places anymore, so we peeled that one off. And then you had manager of people, and uh, now we've, we're peeling that one off. So we've uh, recruited and been looking for a HR director or lead or whatever that title is, mm-hmm. manager of people. <laughs> um, and Jackie stepping into a new role, which is chief heart officer. So you guys know I'm the chief experience officer, and Jackie is the heart um, that's holding it all together. So I'm leaning heavily on her these days and she's stepping into this role because she truly does know how to lead with love. And, uh, so again, who better to have than good old Jackie Cho. All right. So Jackie read this book. I did not, I'm not going to lie, but I have the cliff notes version here and I read the other one. So our amazing media team thought this would be a fun idea to have us go through the five love languages but actually the five languages of appreciation in the workplace. So tell us about good old five languages, love languages by Gary Chapman and how you first heard about this book, Jackie. Yeah, well, anybody who's ever been through marriage counseling or any type of counseling probably has heard of the five love languages. Um, And that's definitely where I heard about it many, many years ago, um, back in the early ages of my marriage. Um, the five love languages is just about, um, how you feel loved. Um, different people express love in different ways. Um, but it doesn't always speak to you, um, the same way or speak to different people the same way. Um, so different, um, people get their love tank filled, um, just by different, um, different things that people do or, or say. Um, so there's lots of, uh, lots of different variations. And, um, if you can learn to speak, uh, your spouse or your coworkers love language, 
um, you're you're gonna get really far. <laughs> gonna get a lot further. Yes. Yes. So anybody who's been married and never been through marriage counseling has probably been introduced to this book. And if you haven't ever read the book, you should, and then you should practice the things that are in it. So one of our um, fundamental behaviors here is the platinum rule. What does that mean, Jackie? (laughs) Really? (laughs) She's pursuing discomfort uh, right now. And just as a disclaimer, we already recorded this podcast once, did we not? Cut it out. Yes, we did. (laughs) (laughs) But you know what? Failing forward, um, the record button wasn't hit. (laughs) So we had to start over. (laughs) Yes. All right. So one of our fundamental behaviors is the platinum rule. So everybody's heard of the golden rule, which is treat others the way they, um, that you would want to be treated. And the platinum rule is treat others the way they would want to be treated. And that's where I think the five languages of appreciation um, really comes into place. So Jackie, what are the five love languages? Words of affirmation, quality time, gifts, physical touch, and acts of service. Very cool. What is what is yours? Mine is definitely acts of service. Um, I that one wins out way above all of the others. Um, I definitely feel the love there. <laughs> and uh, mine is actually acts of service as well. And then quality time would be my next. Um, what's your next? Yep. Words of affirmation, um, which is funny and probably surprised you when I said that. You actually did. Um, I definitely do not like um, recognition in front of others, Um, but I do like to be told that I'm doing a good job or, you know, that I'm I'm being successful at what I'm doing. Um, And definitely something I want to receive from my spouse as well. Mm -hmm. Um, I want to know that he thinks highly of me, you know. Yeah. Um, but definitely not in front of other people. <laughs> definitely not in front of other people. Yes. So um, Brandon's is actually words of affirmation. And um, would you say more guys are words of affirmation or more girls? Yeah, I definitely think uh, more men are words of affirmation. They they want to know or they even want to hear us brag about them and just, mm-hmm. you know, it, it kind of puffs them up a little bit, mm-hmm. especially in front of other people. They want... Um, I don't know. It fills their love tank. (laughs) Mm -hmm. So um, let's just start with words of affirmation and kind of get a little bit, let's dig a little deeper into that. We thought we could give some, you know, ways that we've used that or practiced that in the workplace um, and give everybody some ideas for that. So you mentioned that some people don't like public recognition, Mm -hmm. right? You being one of those. Yeah, it makes people, it makes some people really uncomfortable, and I am definitely one of those. Yeah. Um, I, I don't know. I just feel like I'm doing something wrong if I'm being recognized, which is funny, right? Because it's the opposite of words of affirmation, but it definitely makes my skin crawl. Yeah. And so, really, it's kind of like just because you're publicly recognizing somebody, you have to recognize as an employer that that's not always words of affirmation for yep. them. Um, especially if it makes them really nervous. Um, Brandon is kind of similar. Brandon's, you know, like top producer doing all these great things and we have all these cheesy trophies and all this stuff that we do, but he gets very uncomfortable when I publicly recognize him in staff meetings and things like that. Mm-hmm. Um, and I thought about that and I think that a lot of it has to do with 
he feels like it takes away from his humility. Mm-hmm. Do you feel the same way? Mm-hmm. Do you think that's maybe sure. why some people are like, hey, if I have any emotion to this, that somehow I'm not humble? Yeah, I, I think that's a big part of it. Mm-hmm. You yeah. just feel like, well, I'm just doing what I'm supposed to do. Um, so I don't need the recognition, you know, in front of everyone. Mm-hmm. I don't know. Mm-hmm. So lots of different ways to give um, words of affirmation in the workplace. Um, what are some of the things that Gary Chapman talks about in the book um, with related to that mm-hmm. in the workplace? I think one of the big things that is pointed out is um, how you intentionally affirm the behavior or look for instances where you can um, recognize someone for the behaviors rather than the results. Um, and we've found that here um, mm-hmm. to, be, to be successful as well. Um, so I think that's a big, um, a big part of words of affirmation. Yeah. So focusing on the behavior, not the results and catching people doing good things, mm-hmm. right? You say, uh, what you put focus on is what people will give you. Um, you know, so if you focus on the good things that they're doing, that's going to have them do more of that, especially if words of affirmation fills their love tank, Mm -hmm. right? They're going to seek out more of that. Mm -hmm. And it definitely puts a why behind it. I think that's Mm -hmm. um, what the key is there. Mm -hmm. We talk about that. So like, you know, in the collaborative way, you have like acknowledgement and appreciation is one of them. And a lot of people are like, they say like, well, I say thank you. I say please. I'm like, that is manners. Like we're not talking about (laughs) manners. I expect you to say please and thank you. It's different when you're actually saying, you know, I noticed that you really went out of your way in this situation and you helped a client and that was just a phenomenal thing that you did. And I just really want to say thank you and how much I appreciate you for that. That's completely different than, Mm -hmm. hey, thanks, great job. Mm-hmm. It's very specific, and mm-hmm. it just it just means so much more. Mm-hmm. So when you're doing words of affirmation, actually getting specific about noticing those good things, right? Mm-hmm. Um, all right, quality time. Let's talk about that one. Um, does this mean that if we want to have quality time in our company, we should just screw off all day long <laughs> and hang out at the water cooler? Definitely not. So no. how can we do this and still have productive employees? Yeah, so quality time can look a little different um, in lots of different ways. Um, but even something as simple as just stopping in, you know, to someone in the morning and saying, you know, good morning and how was your weekend? Or um, even getting more specific with someone, how's your, you know, son doing? Or how's your husband? Or um, just spending that intentional, dedicated time. Um, one-on-one time speaking with someone can be huge. And a lot of people don't need a lot of time. It, mm-hmm. You know, it takes a few short minutes to um, really let someone know you genuinely care. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So we do a couple different things around here um, on the, the leadership side, which we try to be very intentional about walking the floor, um, but we don't walk the floor to see if people are, you know, doing what they're supposed to be doing and we're not walking the floor to see if they're here on time and checking to see if they're on their cell phone. What are we doing when we walk the floor? We are doing exactly um, what I just mentioned is just checking in with people, Mm -hmm. um, you know, giving them our energy and our attention. Mm -hmm. Um, Just be, like I said, being intentional about giving them that space. Mm -hmm. Do you, you're pretty busy. 
Yes. Yes. <laughs> I'm pretty busy. Yeah. Do you notice an impact when you schedule time or make time for those, you know, walk arounds? Absolutely. I, I think it's a big part of just helping people feel connected. Mm-hmm. Um, and we don't have a lot of time to give, but just those few minutes means a lot to them. Mm-hmm. And I think they know we don't have a lot of time to give. Mm-hmm. So if we do do that, it creates, you know, some space there. Mm-hmm. I try to every week uh, have some time somewhere during the day to just walk around and check on people. And I have to actually put that on my schedule. <laughs> I'm like, you know, I have to schedule in like, check on the staff because I can't do that. I'm so busy. It won't happen if I don't put it on the the schedule. Right. Mm -hmm. And that's kind of thing with quality time, like a date night, right. With your spouse, it doesn't happen if you don't put it on the schedule, Mm -hmm. but look how many people look forward to that. Right. Absolutely. Especially if quality time is your thing. That's why I have a date night every week with Brandon is because quality time is a thing for me. Um, and it is for him as well. Um, so another thing with quality time that I think, is really helped around here and something we started more recently was these things called PCs. So it stands for, um, God, what does it stand for? Now I've forgotten. Personal conference. Personal (laughs) conference. So imagine when you send an email invite to an employee and you say, personal conference with Heather. Think of the reaction that we got when we said that, right? Yeah. So we call them PCs, um, but it stands for personal conference. And the idea is that we're holding time and space for that one person individually. And I do it with all of our um, managers and leadership and my sales team and everybody that I'm working closely with. And you do it with all of your direct reports and every single team captain's now doing it with everybody that, you know, is their direct reports. Um, what do you think has been the impact of us doing those? God, it has been so impactful and we've only been doing it such a short time, but, um, there's a couple things you can see the people that we're filling up by doing that. Mm-hmm. Um, the people that their love language is quality time are getting that one-on-one dedicated, intentional, uninterrupted time. Um, and even if there's not something specific to talk about, you know, it's, it is, it's just that time for them and it is only for them. Mm-hmm. Um, and it just makes them feel so important and so special. Um, and then just opening up the communication channels has been huge. Mm-hmm. Um, I've seen so much movement since we started those, um, which you think you're giving up all this time, right? It's putting it on your schedule, but it's actually the exact opposite. It pays forward so much more. Mm-hmm. Um, it's been incredible. So when my coach challenged me to do this, <laughs> these PCs with the sales team, I thought she'd lost her mind and I was pretty resistant to it, but I said, okay, I'll make this commitment and, uh, shifted my schedule way around. And I'm probably spending 20 hours a week now in PCs, but it truly has been the most impactful thing that I've been able to do and the movement and all the things that we're doing. There's no way we'd be able to accomplish it without that. So it's been an advantage for me. But I think it's been such a huge advantage for the staff and mm-hmm. for them to really know that we care and that we do want to, you know, make things happen and help them. Um, and I think the difference is that when we had the first couple with the team captains and so forth, I know they thought it was give me a report lineup of everything you have going on and, and they're just going to give me a report, you know, and we flush those out, every, kind of get on the same page with stuff. 
But now it's like, hey, how can I help you become a better leader? How can I help you with this? How can I help you with this hard conversation? Whatever. And it's just been amazing for mm. all of them. And I know for you, you were like, where am I going to find another minute on my schedule? <laughs> mm-hmm. um, but you see the movement when you start to do it. So it's a great way for as a leader to have it because you can get stuff going. But it's so incredibly uh, great for those people that quality time is their love language and you're filling up that, um, what are we calling them, love buckets? Love, uh-huh. love bucket, <laughs> love tank. Love uh-huh. tank, love tank. Um, all right, so gift giving. Um <laughs> This one is, it sounds like an easy one. I just buy everybody a bunch of gifts. Mm-hmm. It's probably the easiest one to do in a workplace, I think, because it's just so easy to just give away gift cards or whatever, mm-hmm. you know, to give away a gift. How many employees are motivated by giving away a gift? Really only like 6%. Wow. <laughs> yeah. Now we give a lot of, we give a lot of stuff away here. We what do. do you think the difference is in if only 6% really are motivated by that? but we get such a return on our investment for gifts. What do you think the difference is? Yeah, I think when we give away a gift, we might give away a you know, dinner gift card for them and a spouse, um, which is actually quality time if you think about it. It's mm-hmm. not just a gift. So you're, you're getting actually double bang for your buck there, right? right? <laughs> Um, and then, you know, even the trips that we do, it's not just getting a paid trip. It is... Um, time with your spouse or a loved one or a child or whoever you take on the trip with you, it's memories. It's something that money can't buy. Mm -hmm. Um, It's huge. Mm -hmm. You know, there's so many other ways to um, use gifts um, that can, you know, Mm -hmm. really make an impact. And gifts can become a sign of appreciation uh, for people if they don't feel like they're being bought. Right. Right. Mm-hmm. Um, or they don't feel like you're wasting their money. Right. So we always look, I always look at what can we give that they would never buy for themselves? Mm-hmm. You know, what can we give that's unique? Um, so we even had this birthday will, which after having this podcast, I'm like, we have to go back to the birthday will. We can't just do these Amazon gift cards. Like we just lost the whole experience of it. Right. So we're going to figure that one out. Jackie Cho, I'm going to put you in charge of that one. <laughs> oh, maybe we'll put our new HR inspiration manager in charge of that one there you go that's Jamie's job (laughs) um but I think because the reality is that when we had the gift giving for birthday so we had this will and you would spin it and everybody had different things and so if you think about it one of them was time off Mm -hmm. right so we're meeting somebody who that's you know maybe theirs is quality time and they want quality time with their family and giving them the paid day off is a huge deal where another one wants you know Lululemon, right? Well, maybe they want Lululemon not because they want a gift for themselves, but because they want to work out with their best friends. Mm-hmm. And, you know, so there's, there is, there's all these different mm-hmm. connections to it. And so we're using ways to show appreciation that take, that pay huge dividends in so many different ways. Um, not just throwing gifts at people. Right. Right. Because I think a lot of times it's like, oh, we'll just, we'll buy everybody this gift or we'll, (laughs) you know, and as we grew, like I used to love to buy like a a specific Christmas gift for everybody. Right. Mm -hmm. And I'd be like, everybody gets the same gift. And what I found over time, one, I can't, I can't appeal to that many different people and what I like, not everybody likes. And so we went to this, um, 
gift for Christmas, uh, they get uh, up to $300, is that what it is? Up to $300 to pick out any gift that they want. We have like a Santa's wish list, and then we go buy those gifts. Mm-hmm. Um, so for those that love getting a gift, they love it. And some of them have bought, you know, like a gift for their child that maybe like we became Santa, mm-hmm. you know. Um, High Point is now Santa to a couple children, you know. And then they have that, if gift giving is their love language, they're like, oh my gosh, I now can use this to give a gift to, mm-hmm. you know, my employees to create a memory for that, for their own um, family. So really, really cool stuff. Mm-hmm. Okay, here we're going to get to my favorite one. Physical touch. How awkward. <laughs> awkward. <laughs> okay, manager of people right now. Um, how in the heck do we fill up the love tank of physical touch in the workplace and not get our butts sued? <laughs> yeah. yeah, well, first you insert the disclaimer. Okay. <laughs> no, but there's so many other ways to show physical touch without the actual act of physical touch. I mean, even just a high five is, mm-hmm. you know something fulfilling for someone that feels love that way. Mm-hmm. Um, hugs, pats on the back. Um, what about pats on the butt? Yeah, n- no, not, no, not appropriate no in the workplace. The no. H- um, hugs, and, um, full um, frontal or side? <laughs> <laughs> now, hugs. Some people just love hugging. Some people yeah. love hugging and some people love receiving hugs. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's funny, I'm not a big hugger. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, I don't really get in people's personal space a whole lot. Um, but it's funny. We do have an employee here that that's, that is her thing. And she gives the most genuine hugs and I love her hugs, which Mm -hmm. is so funny. Mm -hmm. Um, you can give a hug without making it awkward. Mm -hmm. Um, and those that that's their thing know how to do that. Yeah. You know, no, for sure. Um, so there's no, you know, there's no right or wrong. You got to know what's right for you. Mm -hmm. Yeah, for sure. (laughs) Um, so high fives, full frontal hugs, pats (laughs) on the butt, just kidding. No pats on the butt. Um, but you can use physical touch in a way that isn't inappropriate and not get your butt sued over it. (laughs) Right. Um, but you gotta be mindful of that and you gotta respect people's space too. Not everybody likes physical touch. And if you're all like up in their space all the time and you gotta be intuitive to that as well. Right. Yep. Um, all right. So acts of service. Bum, bum, bum. Bum, bum, bum. <laughs> this is mine and yours. And I think it's the heart of high point. And I think that's why you're the chief heart officer. Yeah. Um, is because we live to serve. We love to serve. I mean, our greater purpose, give more than we take having a servant's heart for our clients, coworkers, and community. That's the premises of this podcast. That's the why people love it here at High Point is mm-hmm. because we are so we are filled by acts of service and so we give acts of service and I think it works and I think we hire people that are filled by that love tank as well. Mm-hmm. I think so too. So what are some ways um, in the workplace that acts of service can be easily done? Mm-hmm. Um helping someone with a task. I mean, how easy is that? Right. Mm -hmm. Um, you know, working on a project with someone and really, um, owning it with them. Um, Mm -hmm. I I think taking the stress off of someone is a big component of acts of service. And you do that by, you know, 
running alongside someone, um, doing something for someone unexpectedly um, without them asking is a huge um, fulfillment of acts of service. I know it's funny. I, something just popped in my head with Brandon one time sent off your sunglasses to get repaired and you mm-hmm. were like, oh my God, he did that for me. Yeah. Like it was such a small thing, but it has been sitting on your list for months, yes. I think. And mm-hmm. you were so appreciative that he did that. <laughs> Don't know why that just popped in my head, but um, it is those little things like that that... Mm-hmm. Um, just fill us up. Mm-hmm. And um, like you said, so many people here um, get filled that way. And mm-hmm. um, we're so collaborative here. Um, and like you said, we hire people that are, are kind of built that way. Yeah. <laughs> and um, it's one of the things you hear new employees say all the time. I just, I, it's so refreshing um, to have a team that we all work together and we all pick up slack for each other. And you don't even have to ask. Somebody's mm-hmm. like, I have an extra 30 minutes. What can I do for you? Mm-hmm. Um, and it's huge in our office. It is. And it just really, really helps. I think of an act, you talked about the sunglasses. I think about your low tire the other day. Yeah. <laughs> Brandon yeah. is very observant and sees Jackie's got what, a nail in your tire or something. Mm-hmm. Yeah, almost flat. (laughs) And uh, he's like, we're getting this taken care of, gets it taken care of. And that probably meant more to you than any gift Brandon could have ever given you, right? Oh, my gosh. It was amazing. And, you know, the funny thing about that story – Um, he, he, I was in the hallway talking to an employee, Mm -hmm. um, that morning and he just walks up and says, you know, sorry to interrupt, but I wanted to let you know, you have a whole, you know, a nail in your tire and I'm taking care of it for you. You know, we've got this covered. And the other employee just started crying. She's like, that's why I love it here. (laughs) She's like, nobody else would do that. You know, Mm -hmm. and it, it is just taking care of each other Mm -hmm. is what it boils down to. It really is. It's just taking care of each other and recognizing. I think you said like taking the stress off of somebody, Mm -hmm. you know, and everybody has different things that stress them out. And sometimes workloads are totally imbalanced from time to time. We have different seasons where other teams or individuals are super heavy and they, they have, they don't just focus on what they have or what their couple little people in their little bubble have. Mm -hmm. They look at, how do I serve everybody in the office and in the in the company and help when I have that free time? How do I help somebody else? Where you don't see that in a lot of companies. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's like I have free time. I'm gonna sit here and coast. You know, I'm not gonna tell anybody. I'm not gonna tell. <laughs> Shh, <laughs> let's not tell anybody. Yeah. Um, and I think that even the acts of service. I mean. You see it in the way that we serve each other. You see it in the way that our hearts want to serve the community. And then you see it in the way that we want to serve our clients. Mm -hmm. And again, it fuels so much about what we do. It is our why. I mean, Mm -hmm. if you really think about it, acts of service is our why. Um, That's what we're here for. Mm -hmm. And it's why we love our clients and why we want to help them. Right? Absolutely. So... um, I think that uh, another thing you talked about in acts of service, not this time, but <laughs> previously when we talked about this, was um, honoring commitments, mm-hmm. right? And we didn't cover that one. So let's cover that for just a second in acts of service because you don't think about that. What does that mean? Yeah, well, for me, I feel like it's my life motto, and I always say, do what you say you're going to do. You should get that tattoo. Um, I mean, I say it all the time. It, And I think 
because it means so much to me. If you tell me you're going to do something, I trust you. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and I feel that same way to someone else. I mean, you've said it. Like, if I tell you I'm going to finish something or I'm going to do something or I'm going to own something, like, I am going to die trying. Like, die trying. <laughs> I will not give up. Um, and it, it's an important aspect to me. So, I mean, that is what honoring commitments is. You're giving someone your word, and that's everything. Mm-hmm. And so as an employer, when you give your word, do what you say you're going to do. And as an employee, do what you say you're going to do. Mm-hmm. And reciprocate it in both ways. Such good stuff. Well, so I want to end this with how we always sign off the podcast is lead with love. So I sign off the podcast. Um, and so I'm reading this book. Well, I just finished it today because it's, you know, 10 days, 10 pages a day. <laughs> You read through books pretty quickly when you read at least 10 pages a day. Um, it was the Servant Leader Manifesto. And one of our core values being Servant Leader, I'm like, oh, I'll read a book called The Servant Leader Manifesto. It'll be a good one. <laughs> one of the chapters was actually called Lead with Love. And I'm like, oh, my gosh, a chapter I can talk about on my podcast. Um, and the interesting thing about it was when I started reading through that chapter, the whole premises of leading with love is that you can't give what you don't have. And so we talk a lot about on this podcast about loving, you know, other people and leading with love. And I have all these podcasts where I talk about taking care of yourself and um, drinking water and, you know, all these like I'm doing 75 hard or I'm doing this or whatever. And that truly is servant leadership because the reality is that you have to love yourself first and you have to have great habits and you have to take care of yourself in order for you to be able to lead with love. But the other thing that was talked about in that chapter and here's the thing with this book. He referenced about 75 other books inside this book, of which I'd read all of them. And I'm like, this is like an outline and summary of all the books I've ever read. Um, but he talked about John Maxwell's um, 21 uh, Laws of Leadership, and the first one being The Lid, and how you cannot, your team will never be able to be more than you. And if your leadership lid, you have to grow your leadership because leadership is growth and development. And if you're not pouring into yourself to grow, your team will never grow. There are, so if you're at a, an eight, they're going to be at a five and they're never going to go above that, right? So you have to continue to grow your leadership in order for your team to grow. And I think that has had a huge impact with High Point here is how much we've grown as leaders. Mm-hmm. I mean, you would say, like, the last two years, the growth I've had as a leader has been pretty pretty significant, mm-hmm. right? And I think that that happened because I studied so much about leadership and I've poured so much time into learning more about leadership and pouring into myself. And that's really the premise of this podcast is to breed that out. Um, but I think if we're growing, then that is leading with love. You can love someone, you can love anybody, but if you're not growing, you're not leading with love. Mm -hmm. And so it's all about growing, developing, using tools like this, um, the five love languages, all the other tools that we talk about. But you got to be pouring into yourself in order for you to grow your company or grow your team or grow anybody around you, right? Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Good stuff. You got anything to add, Jackie? Any advice you would give to people in HR about 
not having <laughs> physical touch or any, no, any advice you would give as you've kind of had that journey through, you know, you've hired pretty much every employee here. <laughs> it feels like it for I think sure. You have. <laughs> Good chunk of them. Yeah. Big chunk of them for sure. Um, I think just knowing, um, as a leader, how big of a thing appreciation is in the workplace. Like, um, employees feel valued through appreciation and if they feel valued, they're not going to go anywhere. Mm-hmm. You know, um, even the book talks about 88% of, um, employees leave a position for reasons other than money. Mm-hmm. Um, so what are those reasons? You know, they're not feeling valued. They're not feeling appreciated. They don't feel like they have a home. They don't feel like they belong. Mm -hmm. All of those things are done through what we talked about today. Mm -hmm. Um, And that's where we have always put the people first. We've always tried to meet people where they're at. And we're all different. We're all on a different journey. Um, We all have different things that make us unique. And... Um, being accepting of people where they're at. And so I think it just all boils down to putting people first um, in everything you do. If you put people first and you do the right thing, the success will come. Every time. (laughs) That's a great way to end this podcast. (laughs) All right, guys, until next time, you better lead with love. Have a great productive week. 